Reno. Reno playoff sweep. Started early with the Hawks out right over the heat. And the under. Minnesota Timberwolves plus the points. I'm on fire. Trust me. That's why you pay me. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center. It's Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield and Adam Hill, only on ESPN Las Vegas. Hey, there was a point in overtime with Minnesota and the Lakers last night where Stu wasn't going to be able to scream and yell about covering across the board because at plus eight, plus eight and a half, the T-Wolves looked like they were about to crap the bed in OT, but... uh, Lakers pulled off the gas pedal. Lakers move on. They're in the playoffs as the seven seed. Wolves cover. They cover after really playing much better during most of the game, but they fell apart in the fourth quarter. We'll get to the Lakers and the look ahead to the Grizz. Right now we're tracking Toronto and Chicago. That's the 9-10 matchup. Three minutes left in the first half. And Toronto is up. They were up pretty big a couple of minutes ago, but... uh, Chicago trying to fight back into this one. It's 50-43. The Raptors are on top. Do you bet any NBA? Not really. I bet the Lakers live when they were down 15 yesterday. You did? Yeah. Those are the spots. Yeah. Uh, But that was just threw some money on it. It wasn't like a a strong bet or anything, but I still felt like they were going to win all the way. Uh, So as I was sitting up in the press box at the VGK game, I was like, oh, let's throw throw some uh, nice plus money down on the Lakers here. So I did that, but... Um, no, I do not actually bet. I never a pre-flop NBA game. Never. I did it in this case. Yeah, you liked them, but it was also it yeah. opened like five and a half, and yeah. it got up to eight. Yeah, it got up to and eight. it all got all the way to nine, but you got pretty close to the best value. Yeah. I also went zero and three on baseball yesterday with uh, three big dogs. So perfect, good way to come out of the gates on some baseball betting. We'll get to the nights in the middle of the hour. We got a conversation with Linda Cohn. We're also going to talk to TV play-by-play voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dave Gosher. So as we track the back and forth of the A's and Oakland and Vegas, now we have some new entries into the mix. This could all be negotiating stuff as well, but Salt Lake and Nashville being mentioned for Major League Baseball connected to the A's? Uh, No, these are these are separate. Please, please, please. Please show some interest in the A's. But it does. It is potentially Las Vegas related in a way. So. The A's are trying to get a new stadium. The Rays are trying to get a new stadium. There's two teams out there looking for a new stadium. So just so everyone's aware, when the A's deal gets done, which we all hope I think is in Oakland, when it gets done, then it starts Tampa Bay's moving the, the, to Las Vegas. The new Vegas. session. Like to get them a stadium. That's what's going to happen. Yep. And if they get their deal done, which is what they want, then they go to expansion. So we're going to go through three rounds of flirting with Las Vegas as a potential new home. This new entrant, which comes from Salt Lake, it's a pretty, you know, it's a bid that is including a former jazz owner, at least the family. So it's, you know, got money behind it. It's got some influence behind it in Salt Lake. Uh, Could be a good thing in terms of, and when I say a good thing, I mean, we're trying to avoid having baseball here. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to avoid having baseball here. I'm trying to avoid us paying much of the freight and trying to avoid the A's. But that's what it is. If it were the Rays, uh, my tune would be completely different. I'm not saying, you know, hey, give them, you know, a Raiders deal. But, but again, I'd be, what, mu- I'd be much more enthusiastic about it because I think 
a winning franchise with a good long history of doing things right would work here. But what we learned in this process, even though MLB denies it now, we did learn that there's a guaranteed minimum investment of public money to have a stadium. 250? Which is going to go up. $250 million baseball behind the scenes is like you have to get that from the city that you're moving to or the state. whatever, Or or, or, or local. Or wherever you or are. local, yeah. Yeah. So the A's, if they go to Oakland, need at least $250 million from Oakland, which they already have. Or if they come here, they need at least $250 million from Vegas. And the way the way you read that, like if they're, say, um, as an example, Stan Kroenke paid all the freight yeah. to build SoFi. Yeah. If there was a local business, the new owners of the Rio are like, yep, you know, we're in. We'll pay the whole thing. Baseball's like, nope, don't like that. That's, that's essentially what baseball's really? rule is. Yeah, because they don't they, – because – that shows that a private entity believes right. you can make money. A private entity wouldn't do that if you can't make money. Right. So it shows that a private entity believes that in, that the investment will pay off, that building a stadium would be profitable. So any owner of any team could do that. So in the future, any city could say, no, we're not doing it. Look, they built their own stadium. Example. Why don't you? So baseball wants to avoid that. So behind the scenes, supposedly, according to reports, have a guarantee that you have to get public money of at least 250 million and i think that number has go has gone up you need at least you know more than that in order to have baseball in your city going forward whether it's existing when you're building a new stadium and stay in town or go to a new place and so i would say the ideal thing here is to not have baseball here for right now uh but you know again they're going to use the a's a's are going to use las vegas if they stay in oakland which we don't know if it's going to happen but if they do then the rays start saying they're coming to las vegas to try to get a new stadium in Tampa or potentially actually moving to Las Vegas. Uh, but if that happens, Major League Baseball's ultimate thing is, okay, hey, we use Vegas twice, and then we give them an expansion team. Because Nashville is really the only place that's made a serious bid so far for expansion. Now that's not the case. Nashville is now joined by Salt Lake. Salt Lake has what looks like a serious uh, expansion bid in place uh, to try to get baseball there. So maybe we luck out and baseball doesn't A's don't come here, the Rays don't come here, and baseball goes to two other places. I don't think it's going to happen. I think if it ends up being expansion, they're going to come here. But if those cities are willing to, willing to pony up money and Las Vegas isn't, then they might go to those other two cities. Headline, Bleacher Report, Jalen Carter to visit Las Vegas after Josh McDaniels refuted report about defensive tackle. What what really happened here? Stay off the roads. Well, what really happened about this headline? About the yeah, Jalen Carter to visit Las Vegas after Josh McDaniels refuted a report about defensive tackle. I don't always believe when someone says that's that someone refuted a report. Well, I I just think there's two. Like I've said this going back a while. I think there's two schools of thought here. I think the football side of the Raiders have said they are going to do all their due diligence, all of their research, all of their background, and make a decision if Jalen Carter is a worthy. And, and by the way, when we talk about off field. Everybody talks about the the incident that in, involved potentially racing, which ended up killing two uh, people within the program, one recruiting coordinator, one fellow player. But there was multiple incidents of speeding that were documented, and there was character issues before that. Like There's, there's people around the program that say uncoachable, just doesn't listen, doesn't try, and it just relies on all natural ability and just goes out there and dominates, and he is awesome. Let's, uh, let's lean on the experts over Raider Nation Radio. 920 on the morning tailgate, Heidi and Clay and Vinny, as I got onto the subject of Jalen Carter. What do you think the Raiders need to see and hear from him during a vis- this visit? 
Um, <clears throat> well, I, I, I do believe it's going to be one of those, um, you know, uh, extremely frank and brutally honest type deals today uh, over in Henderson. It has to be. There's just too much money involved. There's too much at stake. There's too much PR drama. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's too much that comes with Jalen Carter that he needs to um, either disprove or, you know, uh, prove that he's cleared from yeah. or, you know, not going to go down that path before because <clears throat> there's too much at risk. So uh, I do believe that it's going to be an extremely frank and honest uh, kind of conversation. I don't think this is one that you, you know, can just, uh, you know, tippy foot around. You got to get to the root of it. And sometimes that's going to be that that's going to include <clears throat> some extremely frank conversations as it should be. Especially yeah. the conversations that might come up about that this was not the first time. I remember we went back and there's been videos that show him having been speeding. I think it was 90 and a 40. Okay. And you started hinting at that. There has been lots of issues. Uh, they well, also by got, the way, in the, in the video that, sh that where he was pulled over, yeah. the officer was like, you guys do this all the time. You and your teammates are here all the time speeding through here. You got to stop. Really? And that was before the the we don't know exactly if they were racing we don't know that but before there was a high speed crash that killed two people heidi went on to uh, address the question well maybe max crosby can be a mentor same position you know he's overcome a lot maybe he could be a mentor we talked about max trying to help him out take him on his wing to an extent i get that but max doesn't have all day to do this max making ufc movies max doing crazy things sparring with sean strickland uh, sean strickland is one of the top wealth uh middleweights excuse me in the ufc Rem number seven ranked right now max went sparring against him yesterday that is nuts okay so it's like <laughs> when you think about how green he might be and you mma fighting and and learning and all of that stuff it's just insane i'm sure I don't know if there was any green lighting of Max or Sean, but it's like one of those things I would have loved to have been behind the closed door to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the point being is, you know, I get there's Chandler there. I get there's Max there. I get that there's guys that have been through adversity that can help him try to learn things. But I still just too many red flags. I, I, I you all know how I feel. All right. So Heidi's out. Why are they even hosting a visit? Especially with what happened here with Arnett and even worse with Ruggs. It's an insult to the community. Or yeah. I mean, do, do we have to play? Can we not play the, hey, we may take them game with one guy with, as Heidi mentioned, this many red flags? What's the point? I don't, I don't know. I wonder how much the conversation has been had. Because my belief, and this is just my belief, is not told to me by these parties, but I believe the football side thinks that they should do every single bit of due diligence. Is this a good guy? Is everything wrong? Has he learned from this? By the way, you absolutely could learn from a friend dying. 100% you could. Like, hey, I was out of control. I was completely out of control. And wow, did that wake me up. And I am different now. That's possible. And maybe you want to find that out. In the end, I think even if they do every single bit of research, every bit of background they can, they can come up, if they fall in love with the kid. And by the way, he is probably the best actual player in this draft. And they do all of that. And they said, we're taking him. I think in the end, Mark Davis says no. Like, I think that's where the issue is. Really? I, that's where I believe. Like, look, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were not here. They weren't a part of that. They didn't go through that. They don't understand. They understand because they're human beings. But that wasn't them. That wasn't their guy. That wasn't something that they were part of. They've been through something similar. Sure. 
Yeah, with with Aaron Hernandez, there's there's no question. And there's just some guys. Just if you miss out, you miss out. Yeah, I mean it can be easily explained. Listen, for, for what the city has gone through and what the organization did and didn't do in you know trying to teach Henry Ruggs a lesson to cut it out because he had behavior like this, you know, out of control driving as well. Just take a pass on this guy. That's all well, we're asking. For. I mean, I, I I do think that there. You know, I've heard discussion about kind of comparing Jalen Carter with Warren Sapp, who Warren Sapp had a ton of red flags. People were like, do not do it. Absolutely do not do what it. What was the biggest red flag with Warren Sapp? Well, the one that was public was weed, but I, I, apparently during the draft process, right. it was, wow, he is out of control. Yeah. Well, he's going to hurt somebody. And as it turned out, as an adult, after, after his career, he's after been out of control. Career. But during and his he career, may have been, he, ahead, I want during his career he was a Hall of Fame player who okay. you would probably get fired if you passed on. I don't think Jalen Carter passing on Jalen Carter is going to get Ziggler and McDaniel's fired. Let's say he won the it's defensive pro- it's MVP. Probably next some year. other stuff. Sure. Let's say he won the defensive MVP next year. Like, I mean, th- these are things you have to think about, and that's why you have, you. I am a hundred percent in support of them doing their due diligence on him. I am. Like, what if it? What if we so don't know? Of, the let's find out. Him. Let's officially write him off, or maybe right. we see something tremendous here, and he's learned, and there's a lot yeah. of upside. He's just been. Just hasn't been mentored. Just he's a kid. He just doesn't get it. And yeah, by the way, we can what, do it. What if every other team in the league says, "Yeah, we're not even going to we're not even going to do it," and he falls in the second round? You're like, now we have a second round pick that we have to decide on. Like, maybe we should. So at least you out. looked at him. Yeah. All right. Uh, NBA Lakers are officially in. Last night was not pretty. They wound up winning in overtime. Big game from LeBron. Twenty four and fifteen from AD. We mentioned the odds for the series against the Grizz. Minus 140 on the Grizz side. NBA title odds. Lakers 14 to 1. Are we serious? I mean, I'm rooting for a good story here, too, but anyone who's betting 14 to 1, you're a knucklehead. Yeah, I would make the bet. But at the same time, they're essentially pick them to be into the, into the second round to the final eight. Now, now the number is much different. Are the biggest keys making sure LeBron stays healthy? Physically, but also mentally. I, I'm watching the game, and I'm looking on the bench, and I'm like, that looks like Tristan Thompson. Yeah, he's on the Lakers. Well, he's, he's in L.A. Oh, he's in L.A. So you're saying what? Is What is he? He's a reality star. They signed him. He's a reality star. He needs to be close to. He wasn't in the crowd. He needs to be close to the scene. Well, they're letting him be close. They're, it's probably a show. They're probably filming something you don't, for E. You don't find this interesting? It's, it's, LeBron went somebody's he's like, bring in my guy, Tristan. Let's get him a couple of checks. <laughs> let's, let's go. I like him. Or more importantly, the agency's like, you got an opening. The person's probably not going to play. How about you throw a little money? He'd like to be close to his kids. He owes child support. Yeah. Just get him some checks. I didn't know they had a second kid together. I think it's two. Yeah. but yeah. They, I, Am I right on this? Did they use a surrogate? You're the Kardashian guy. You don't know this? Not anymore. I'm out. All right. Well, Tristan Thompson's around. He is. He's back. I was was like, mouth agape watching the game. What is happening here? I think he's going to be a key. I think that's why it went down from 16 to 14 to 1. You think? Yeah. Yeah, he moved the number that much? Yeah. On the way back, uh, we got a conversation with Linda Cohen. We'll find out why Jack Eichel is going to be really inspired on Thursday night to get a hat trick. 
keep it locked right here. Cofield and Company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas. Vegas Golden Knights win last night, put themselves in a position to potentially get the division. But Edmonton won. So we'll get to what happens here, the setup for the Thursday game in Seattle. Dave Gosher is going to join us in about 10 minutes. Play-by-play voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Giveaway time, though. we got Bill Idol coming to town, and we've got a pair of tickets for his October show. You can start grabbing your tickets. If you don't win these pair of tickets from Ari, you can grab them Saturday, 10 a.m. Things open up for Billy Idol, Chelsea, inside the Cosmopolitan, Ticketmaster.com. He's going to be in town in October, five shows between the 20th and the 28th of October. 364-1100, for the show. At the Chelsea inside the Cosmopolitan, Las Vegas, Billy Idol is in town. Lindsay, Lindsay Brown, one of our great NHL experts, hockey experts, played the game. Uh, she had a chance to catch up with one of our favorites, Elko, Linda Cohn, from ESPN. She started off the conversation asking Elko, who is the team that everyone wants to avoid in the West? Yeah, I think the hottest team right now in the West and has been for about a month is the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I think you want to avoid facing the Oilers as long as you can avoid facing the Oilers because they are doing everything right. But you really can't sleep on Vegas. they got a few nice problems. Uh, number one situation, they have to be healthy, right? You mm-hmm. know, the Eichels, the Theodores, guys like that, they have to be 100% going into the postseason. And this is exciting for Jack Eichel, right? This is going to be his first postseason in his NHL career. So you know he's going to be bringing it, and he's going to be out there. Um, so that's the Oilers. Are the, basically, if I had to pick a team to come out of the Western Conference, it's either really it's really going to be the Oilers. I think they're even better than the Avalanche. You know, when you're talking about the West as a big picture, Seattle. I've covered a lot of their games lately. They are uh, sneaky good, but you know they got a wake up call from Vegas last night. You see, mm-hmm. Seattle has been piling up the wins against non playoff teams. And actually, the loss against Vegas really um, is a wake-up call for them, and I think they can learn from that. And that's why I'm really excited about Thursday to see, even though it's a regular season game, uh, to see where everything plays out. Now, um, I'm not worried about Vegas in the first round. I'm really not. Um, I think they're going to be fine. I think uh, they have enough experience. There's a nice little core group. You know, Jonathan Marcheseau is like my favorite Vegas Golden Knight. I mean, the guy always comes to play. I don't have to tell you guys. I played goalie myself as well, and so you and I are kindred oh. spirits in our in our Jonathan Quick fandom because I just love the way that guy competes. He never gives up yeah. on a puck. He no uh, method to his madness is is too imaginative. And to me, there, there's no position in sports that's gone through more of a change than the goaltending position in the last twenty years. I just want to get a little philosophical with you here before we get back to the playoff discussion, but you played the position. I played the position. What is something that goaltenders do every day now that you have a hard time wrapping your goalie's mind eye around? It's the way that people do post integration these days. And I think that they really value that, that launch point for power, whether they're trying to push up to the top of the crease to the point, or if they're trying to get across creased to the back door. But I think they do that at, at, at the expense of sealing the post and often put themselves in, in bad positions to not only give up bad rebounds, but then their bodies really weirdly contorted where they can't even really handle those short side shots. Yeah, no, that's such 
a great point, Lindsay, and I did not know you played goal. So goalie union, instant respect always yes. uh, for you. Uh, but that's right. I saw a goal the other day that I think it was last night. You know, they all, you know, when you're hosting the crease and you're doing a million highlights a night, mm-hmm. you forget who did what. But that point you just made uh, happened. Uh, I forgot which goalie, but I'll move on. I'll tell you the one aspect that I'm blown away by is the stick handling um, and the ability how all these goalies want to score empty net goals. Mm. Uh, you know, I, you know, Igor Shesterkin, Linus Olmark made it happen. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like there's something in they have that swag to them that me, when I, back in the day when I played, I was just all about, you know, I was a, I'm small, I'm five foot five. I'm all about coming out and cutting down the angle. I mean, those days, yep. <laughs> you know, goalies are just so talented and skilled and flexible and all that. Um, and, you know, no, no goalie's more flexible, even at his age, than Jonathan Quick. He's still getting that done. Facts. Uh, but I'm just so amazed at the level of talent. And then, you know, the guy's coming out of college. I mean, uh, for Buffalo, I mean, he got his head handed to him yesterday. But, um, you know, uh, Levi out of Northeastern, I mean, he comes in, he, you know, he beats the Rangers twice in successive weeks. Mm-hmm. He's Buffalo in it, playing back-to-back games, you know, on consecutive nights. I mean, it caught up to him last night. And, you know, their dream is uh, over. But, um, you know, Devin Levi uh, is, is a Sabres future. Lindsey Brown with Linda Cohn. Full conversation will play tomorrow, 8 o'clock hour, on the Press Box right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Hardcore goaltending talk. We'll get into that a little bit with Dave Gosher in a couple minutes. Play-by-play voice on the TV side for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, interesting I mean, it's, this isn't real, and it's not going to be allowed, but interesting storyline going in with Jack Eichel. Did you watch McAfee with Eichel? I think it's allowed. Well, I don't think – you think Cassidy's going to bring it up in the pregame and be like, yeah, we got to set up Jack. Let's uh, let's play this, and uh, Jack Eichel has a little extra incentive to have a monster game. Good luck the rest of the way. Uh, you get a hat trick on the way out of here. Uh, for the rest of the season, any of these games, we'll give $100,000 to a charity of your choice. Wow. All right. Wow. I'm going to be shooting everything tomorrow. Right? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I like it. I love That's it. That's great. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, big fan of the show. Big fan of yours, Pat. So thank you guys very much. So there you go. A lot on the line. I don't think – I don't think – let's get Jackie a hat trick is going to be in the uh, – the, passionate speech pregame what could be any time during the rest of the season so he has all the playoffs to do it as well uh oh he didn't mean that he didn't mean just a regular season. no no, no. Oh, and, okay. and there is a That's little good. there's a little bit of a backstory too to it in that uh McAfee had you saw the kid that had the uh no hitter and a hit for the cycle at a division two college in indianapolis this weekend uh it was an awesome story very cool thing and McAfee had him on and he said hey Give me uh give me two doubles today or something along. He said I think it was two doubles or uh there was something else he could do. Uh, if you do that in the game, I'm giving you ten thousand dollars because I know you don't get nil money at the University of Indianapolis, and so you can do that. And the kid was like, awesome. So went out and had two doubles, and the school had to put out a statement that said, yeah, this is not legal. You can't do right. this because nil money can't be based on performance, right? Which we know is not true. So McAfee was furious about that. Obviously, he's like, let me give the kid money. And so now he's like, all right, fine. We'll just give money to charity for pro athletes then if you're not going to let us give money to these kids. So I think he was just mad about the NCAA coming down on this kid. Giveaway time. Two tickets for Sunday BattleBots Destructathon. It's uh, Sunday, April 23rd. Uh, two tickets. 
caller seven right now. 364-1100-364-1100. BattleBots, Destructathon. Shows go down Thursdays through Sundays. The uh, theaters or the uh, arena is right there behind the newly minted horseshoe, formerly Bally's. Two tickets. Ari's going to hook you up. BattleBots, Destructathon, 364-1100. Join Cofield and Company live every Thursday at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook. Weekly giveaways and awesome game day food and drink specials. Thursdays, 3 to 6 p.m. at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. Rolling on. We got a uh, big event going on tomorrow, VGK related, at Lorenzi Park. New hockey rink. Over on West Washington, Dave Gosher, play-by-play voice of the Knights on TV, is with us. He'll be part of the event. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on? I think we have Dave. Yeah, I'm with you. You got me? Hey, what's up, you Dave? How are you? Hey, what's going on there, guys? How are uh, We're good. We're good. So tell us about this uh, this deal tomorrow. Uh, Lorenzi Park, and I know uh, Derek England's going to be there. The mayor's going to be there. This is really cool. Uh, what's going down at this park? Yeah, first, uh, you know, you guys mentioned it. So they're, we're going to they're gonna have their first ever ball hockey rink uh, in the city over at Lorenzi Park tomorrow morning. So they asked me, and I'm not sure why, but I, for some reason they want me to MC this thing. So <laughs> I'm going to go over there in the morning. And uh, 10 a.m., as you said, there'll be some dignitaries there. Derek Engel's going to be there. Um, some some other key people, you know, the, the mayor's, the mayor's fund for Las Vegas life has been a, a huge part of this, private donations. And, you know, this this kind of came to fruition, guys. I guess last all – so the All-Star game of last year when it was in Vegas, last February, where this whole thing kind of launched, and here we are 14 months later. So uh, they're going to have some, some kids there from the local elementary school, and they're going to have a little ball hockey game, and it's, it, it'll be a blast. But to have it be the first one in the city and – you know, over in that area, over in the Lorenzi Park area, is, uh, is great. So tomorrow morning, ten a.m. If you're uh, if you're bored, come on over. Obviously, the uh, the relationship between the team and the city has been very strong for a long time. But how 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 cool has it been for you and and everyone around the organization to just see how much the hockey community has grown in this town? You know, the funny part about it is, and it's a great it's a great point. You know, I, I've said this, I was saying this to a friend the other day. You know. We, we all kind of, those of us that came here from other jobs, we picked up everything, say, six years ago. And we're just kind of drawn to this opportunity, right? And never knowing it was going to turn into all this. Now, obviously, the first year was, uh, you know, things were went through the roof the first year. And, you know, it's just kind of taken off ever since. So, um, so it's been unbelievable because we didn't, you know, you just you, we didn't really know what to expect. But the fact that, you know, people love this team as much as they do, and they, they've had a lot of success and having another good year this year. Um, it's been just phenomenal to be a part of it. I mean, it was a big draw to me, guys, just to kind of get involved with something from the ground up and, and you know, an original, uh, you know, an expansion team that had a lot of – a big was a big draw for myself and I think for a lot of the people that, you know, came from other spots in the country to get involved with this six years ago. 
Could we? I I just imagine you in the off season going to this uh, new ball hockey rink and getting some work in, just practicing, keeping the voice ready, <laughs> calling some games. Ah, yeah, yeah just call the young kids. There's a little yeah. guy over to the other little guy score. You know, like yeah, I could uh, could definitely see myself doing that. Well, you know, the old days in, I was in college, right? You know, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Nintendo, but Nintendo was the oh, big yeah. thing when I was in college, and. Uh, I used to call the Nintendo video games, the Blades of Steel and the Tecmo Bowl, football. And so, yeah, I could go over to Lorenzi Park in the summer. I have nothing else to do and just call some of the kids playing. That would be a good time. The, the I, I, fight uh, scenes in Blades of Steel, the, like the fight videos were great. They would cut away yes. and the, the close-ups. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, so good. And we had – there was what was the base, The RBI baseball was the other one. Oh. We, had, we had like those – those three, like my buddies down the hall uh, at Boston University, had those literally those three games, and we would just play them over and over and over. And I would announce them to their annoyance as we were playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy with uh, Dave Gosher here saying, "Are we old enough to remember?" I was, I thought he was going to mention Atari and ColecoVision. I, oh, I was playing games I, I know at the that. beginning. I'm, with, I'm all with, over the Atari with, stuff. Little, little lines and dots, and we thought that was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, so good. Hey, did you did you guys get in television or no? Uh, yes. Not me. Was that a system or just games? I thought it was a system. It had it was a, you plugged in cartridges like you did with Atari. I thought that's yeah. what it was, but yeah. I could be wrong on that. Where my memory's fading, and it sounds like yours is a little bit as well. All right, so you know, I want to pull back the curtain on on the games you call and you know the TV part of it. Um, you're here tomorrow. While the Knights are on the road, and I know you guys aren't on every game, in situations like this, you're actually disappointed you can't be on the game? Yeah, it's weird. You know, it, it, it's always a little strange, guys. And it's probably stranger when it's a home game because Shane and I yeah. will go to the games and we'll usually try to loiter in a suite or something right, right. and see if somebody will take us in and we'll have a couple of beverages. It's not the worst thing in the world, you know. But the, the ro- it's, so it's a stranger at home. The road games, like the game the other day in Dallas was uh, on Saturday was a ESPN game. Tomorrow's ESPN. So, you know, if it's a couple of days we don't have to travel, it's not that big a deal, I don't think. But it is weirder, weirder when we're standing there at T-Mobile and people would kind of be looking at us like, what, what, why, what are you guys doing here? Why, why aren't you calling the game as, they're, as we're standing there having a, an adult beverage and we have to, you know, we just tell them. Well, it's, I always say, guys, it's a night off with pay, so it's not the worst thing in the world. Have you enjoyed the trips to Seattle? Uh, Seattle, a lot further even from here than I think people realize. Yeah, it's funny, guys. We were there last year and, and once this year. Um, yeah, and I didn't mind. You know, I, I love the ocean from my northeast route, so you're right there. I didn't mind Seattle at all. I had never been. I had never had any reason to go until, until last year. So uh, I love what they did with the rink. It's the only – I can't think of another NHL building. I don't think there is one with a scoreboard at center ice is not dead center ice. They split it in half. They have one half of it at the one blue line and one half at the other blue line. So you can see straight across, which is pretty cool. So, And I love, honestly, guys, the, the fan base loves that team too. You know, I think these, these newer teams, people are all in. You know, and I think it's great that in year two, the Kraken are in the playoffs. And, you know, they've had a really good year. I, I think these days, guys, you don't, you know, Bill Foley spent, what was it, $500 million for a franchise six, seven years ago. I think Seattle get in at $650 million. You're spending that sort of money. You shouldn't have to be bad for 10 years before you 
have a chance to compete and make the playoffs and, and maybe, you know, win the whole thing. So, um, you know, I think it's great that the two newest teams in the league, you know, here they are, you know, another big game tomorrow night with playoff implications as to where both these teams finish. I think it's awesome. ESPN Las Vegas, Dave Gosher, TV voice of the Knights, is with us. Big event going down tomorrow, 10 a.m., Lorenzi Park, as they introduce a uh, ball hockey rink at uh, 33-33 Washington. And Dave's going to be there. Derek Young's going to be there. The uh, mayor, the president of the organization, is going to be there as well. You know, it's funny. We were just talking about uh, baseball, and, you know, we've talked a bunch about are the A's just using us as a negotiating pawn? Do we want the A's? Do we want an existing team? Do we want an expansion team? And uh, Baseball's a little weird to me because I, I could see them expanding in eight years, but not using the example of the NHL. Any league that expands from here forward, you are right. You should give that place a chance, especially if they put up public money. If they put up public, like give them a chance to be competitive early on. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think that, and especially if you look at the expansion rules for Vegas and for Seattle, and, and Bruce Cassidy kind of touched on this the other day, you know, the, you could only protect a certain amount of players. That meant that be it the Golden Knights or the Kraken. I mean, they had access right away to legitimate NHL players. Now, I, I, I think what the Golden Knights were so good at was kind of um, they were looking for diamonds in the rough, right? Guys that were good, but they felt they'd only scratched the surface. Like, just go back those, you know, a few years ago. Riley Smith, um, William Carlson, Jonathan Marshall, so that whole line. Jay Theodore was a real young player. Alex Tuck in a small sample size. You know, guys that they thought were going to be capable of more. Now, you never would have dreamed it was going to turn into all that that first year. But, yeah, to your point, the way – I just think you, should, you, shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't have to suck for 10 years. There's a lot of money involved, yep. and you shouldn't – you know, you, you know, the Ottawa Senators came into the NHL as an expansion team in 1992, and they won 10 games. 10. I mean, that's a long year. So, you know, I don't know where the NHL is on expansion. I, 32 teams to me seems like plenty. Seems like a lot now that they've even, even it out with the East and the West, but um, I agree with you. I think you should have a chance to at least do something in the early years of the franchise. So the Knights one last game in the regular season before they go to the playoffs. It looks like they're most likely, under most scenarios, going to play Winnipeg, but they have to hold off Edmonton here in this last game. But my question is, how scary is Edmonton right now? Very, very. You know, and I, I think that I guess the question mark for me, guys, with them has, will always be, and we'll see. Last year, they went to the conference finals with Mike Smith as their goaltender. You know, so this year, Stuart Skinner taking over the, the, the job from Jack Campbell. Campbell signed as a big free agent in the offseason, and Skinner's taking the job away here as the season's gone on. But, you know, when you look at what McDavid and Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Simon, were able to do, um, they added Matthias Ekholm at the deadline, which is really good take care of his own end defenseman um their power play i think i haven't looked at it today i think is going to finish as the best in the history of the game which is saying a lot when you think about some of those great islanders teams and the the edmonton dynasties and the canadians dynasties back in the 70s um so they are scary you know and i i guess it's always dicey to try to pick your matchup but look if if you're looking at it i mean you're if the Golden Knights get a point tomorrow, that's all it's going to take. And they'll have the top seed in the West, and they'll play Winnipeg. But, um, you know, there's also something to be said for preferred routes as you go down the stretch and try to make a, a legitimate run. Somebody, somebody said to me once, you know, if you look at any team that's won it, they've usually had a short series somewhere along the way. You know, when I was in Boston a dozen years ago and the Bruins won it, 
They won three seventh games, but they also swept Philly in the second round. They had a short series in there to try to, you know, rest guys as much as possible and, and recover for the next series. So, yeah, it, it would be. But you know what? I think, guys, if you're going to win it, or if at least you're going to make a run, you're going to have to beat, play and beat some good teams along the way. So whether it's round one, round two, round three, or in the final, uh, I think that's just kind of baking the cake. This is going to sound like a weird question for a team that's uh, excelled and has 109 points on the season, but how much do the Vegas Golden Knights need a 90 or 100% Mark Stone back? Well, he'd be a huge help, right? I mean, it's kind of obvious, but, you know, I do have my concerns to a degree, guys. I mean, look, he hasn't played since the middle of January, and if and when he does play, he's going to be jumping into the most intense games of the season, whether that's round one, whether it's round two, who knows. Um, But... Then I also think, you know, his ability to think the game, you know, it's not, he gets by mostly with his brain. He sees it, you know, the game kind of slows down for him. Um, So I think that would be a huge attribute for him, his best attribute for him when he gets back into the lineup, whenever that might be in the playoffs. So, you know, we said last night, guys, they still have seven guys out injured, right? When you, when you look at, with Stone and Michael and Carrier and White Cloud and Theodore and the two goalies, um, there's still I think there's still a lot of moving pieces here as they go into the game tomorrow night. You know, it's a good sign Stone and Theodore were on the ice. Stone and Theodore and Eichel, I guess, were skating today. They had a bit of an optional skate, but they were out there. So um, I don't think they're. Gonna, I think they'll get as close as they can to their opening night playoff lineup tomorrow. But I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to get the whole thing. It's just not. It's just not possible right now. Dave, great spot. We appreciate it. We'll see you out there tomorrow at Lorenzi Park. Oh, that's awesome, guys. I look forward to it. Thank you. Uh, he's like afraid no one's going to show up. It's it's a it's cool it's a cool deal. Yeah, no, there's no question. I think I just didn't think he thought you would show up. Oh, it's pretty convenient for me. I'll just say that. That's true. Like if it was across town, it would be a little tougher. You can walk there. I don't know about that, but you know, you can't, it's uh right. it's, I, it's, it's pretty, I can't walk anywhere right now. So. <laughs> Spring shape up season. It better be upon us or, or else. Then maybe that'll help. Uh, uh okay. A good walk sure. down to the park. Sure. I believe me. I'm not getting on that rink. I don't think you should. That's not going to, that will not, that will not happen. Really cool though. Off. That's a really cool initiative. Uh, Derek England's going to be out there. A lot of folks from VGK, including Dave Gosher again, 10 AM. The mayor will be there. Lorenzi park is a, Open up this uh, new roller hockey or rollerball hockey rink. Uh, again, 10 a.m. Lorenzi Park is the site. Cofield and Company is live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 702 766 1400. 7761, Toronto, Chicago. Raptors up 16. Two and a half minutes left in the third. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield, ESPN Las Vegas here on a Wednesday. Did Barkley make a prediction about the Heat last night? Yeah, he said they were definitely going to win. It was a foregone conclusion. And Shaq then said, why don't we bet? And so Barkley said, all right, billion dollars. <laughs> Shaq said, okay. Uh, so Barkley's done. You would think so. I mean, uh, I don't think either one of them could pay off a billion. I think Shaq... Could pay a lot closer to a billion than Barkley can. I'll say during the post-game show, after the game was over, yeah. Shaq sat there and did the Dr. Evil pinky to the yeah. $1 billion. This <laughs> right. was demanding the money. But um, I will say Shaq didn't – it's not like Shaq immediately said, yes, done, done, we're in. He's like, okay. It wasn't like a full acceptance of the bet. And I don't think the billion dollars is going to get paid off. 
the bid really works for Barkley, but is it too harsh to say he really doesn't know much about the NBA? <laughs> he's a bad better. And he's a bad better. He's a bad gambler really, really in general. Bad. Yeah. Not great. I, I don't know. The more I, the more I hear him on t- hot takes about lots of stuff, I don't think he knows anything about anything. I'm, I'm still, I have to admit this. Since Barkley talked about hotel showers and the size of the soap, every time I take a shower, I like, I just think about like just the process of taking a shower. And I'm like, there is no reason to take a bar of soap and start crushing it on your rear end. He talked about almost losing soap into his. Sure. Crevices. I'm like, uh, what? What is going on? I, I will say, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'll say two things. One, I actually would make the case maybe decent better because he did get a billion dollars down at even money. So even though the bet lost, it was the right bet. Okay. So it's good value. Uh, secondly, I did hear a podcast yesterday. I referenced it earlier with the uh, the Philly guys uh, talking about hot dogs, but uh, Shane Gillis, pretty famous comedian, he's kind of blowing up right now. He made the case that he has never applied soap below like let's just say the nether regions he said any soap that goes on your leg is only a result of like dripping down from your upper body you don't oh, really apply it. he's never watched his low he's never watched his lower body well, he said it, it gets soap on it from dropping down but if it doesn't then the, you're not washing your legs today really that was okay. pretty wild never does it to his feet apparently not well that i would assume your your feet would get plenty of soap dropping down and they'll be like kind of in the tub below you. And there's a lot of stuff with the, the whole shower thing. Yeah, another one I, I, I was thinking of is I saw someone, I don't even know where I got this from. Uh, someone made a comment that Europeans think that uh, most Americans smell. Okay. And I was thinking like, do we smell bad or we smell different? We I smell over soaped. Yeah, probably. And over deodorized and cologne and 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 that can be a bad chemicals that can be a bad thing where it's not as prevalent i think so i think so i think that would be the case a lot of chemicals for the u.s and then to go another on another branch i told you like a month ago i was watching johnny carson and he was he apparently like in the early 80s he was very anti-deodorant were they all a little bit musty and stinky on the carson show can i i know we don't have teases on the show yeah we did forget something. Yeah, what was it? Well, I just saw a photo with Don and Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I'm not bringing this up. Why? Because it's because it? it's, it's a no fun show. Okay. Yeah, we, I I already tweeted about it and was you know I did a response was I got to run the show. Okay. Like, we told you you don't have to run the show. Isn't Devon running a show do, right now? Do you want to set it up again? Yeah, Mickey Mouse is in the building. Yeah. I think Devon's running a show too. Uh, I saw Q Myers with a picture of of him. Isn't he Mickey. on the air? Yeah, Mickey Mouse was in the building, and we we asked Ari earlier, just leave studio, leave the studio. Mickey looks so oh, happy, I just and so does Demond. I think. By the way, I made think it. Mickey Mouse is taller than Demond. By the way, go ahead and speak. I oh, I just ran back over from over. I was gone this whole time, so I'm just getting back now. Oh, where's the photo? Uh, well, now Post I'm it? trying to run the show, so. Did somebody post it? Okay. You'll see it eventually. My eyes will be closed. Okay. Devon looks very happy. Although he does have a Batman shirt. I'm pleased that Mickey... You know my biggest problem with mascots. If they wear a shirt, they have to wear pants. Mickey is wearing pants. 
That's good. So he's approved. He's fine. He's setting a good example. Giant white shoes, blue pants. He's got a tux on. Very formal. Thanks to Battleborn Injury Lawyers for housing the show today at the uh, Battleborn Broadcast Center. Give him a call, 766-1400. That's a call from anywhere in Nevada number. Down here tomorrow, we're on the road. Silver 7, 77-cent beers during the Vegas Golden Knights and the Kraken.